Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Legal Wolf podcast designed to raise awareness of mental health and also tackle the stigma of mental health around the world. Today I am delighted to be joined by Mariam who is a mental health advocate from Morocco. Hi Mariam. Hello Stevie, thank you for the invitation for today's episode. No problem, you're very welcome. So first of all, for the listeners, would you be able to give a bit of background about yourself and also why you started your initiative? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, well, first of all, my name is Marine. Um, I am from, um, I've been born and raised in Morocco, north of Africa. Uh, I do live in a small town near the capital. Uh, I've been, uh, I, I do study computer science, uh, so I do, I study in, in the capital of Morocco, Rabat. And uh, at the same time, I am a social activist for like more than six years now. Uh, I do advocate the most for the sustainable development goals, especially like for quality education and for mental health and well-being. Yeah. So yeah, this is like briefly what I, what I do. And for for um, for the um, for my commitment to to mental health bill, is that like I, I've been advocating for a lot of challenges that are that we have in our um, in our country and in our community by joining some different like uh, NGOs, local, national, and international ones. But actually, since I, I've started, I've always like been working in different uh, like uh, enterprises or like different sustainable projects, but they were not really uh, tackling mental health in a direct way. Uh, so like in, in 2018, um, I saw an organization it was called Word Merit, and they, they started in, in my city, where, where I study, like Rabat. And I've met the president at that time of that NGO, and we've been like just it's it's basically the, the story about how we started the initiative of um, of mental health in in Morocco. It's a very long story, but long story short, um, well, we meet uh, in a cafe and we were like exchanging, talking about our um, mental health in general and our struggles and life in general and everything. And actually, we, we came to notice that we there is a, a huge like lack of, of initiatives about mental health in Morocco. I've been in, in the field of social work in years and that president as well. But actually, we've, we've noticed <coughs> that there is a lack of, of mental health initiatives. So we wanted to to start something. So I was like, if there is something I'm gonna I'm gonna advocate for with this organization is gonna be mental health. Yeah. So yeah, we started in 2018. Uh, the you know the work and we started brainstorming about it and trying to come up with concepts and ideas. And in 2019, we in April we launched the very first conference. It was called Protect In uh, Conference. The first edition was in in 2019. Uh, we we talked about mental health in general yeah. uh, with, with with the experts and and stuff. It was actually a very su- successful conference. It was amazing. The thing that have led to make the second edition in December about depression with again with with some experts and stuff it was it was good. And at the same time, we we've been doing some other events. We did a social experiment about bullying in in the streets of of Rabat. Yeah. And yeah, this is. Pretty much it. Okay, and 
In terms of the support that is available for the youth in Morocco, what kind of support is available for the youth in regards to their mental health? Actually, I believe that there is not like this is not to, to support young people. This is not an individual kind of affair or task. This is like a collective kind of responsibility that mm. a lot of uh, a lot of sides they are they are like committed to do. So I would say like if it's in, in like how they can influence or impact young people directly and to their their mental health. There are some initiatives. For example, there is one called Sorgudoreda. Uh, it means the smile of Reda. Reda is the name of, of um, a boy in Morocco. Yeah. So basically, the 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 idea of this uh, NGOs like the, the the prevention of suicide because the the, the idea started from. Um, the founder of this initiative, her child, he, he committed suicide at a very um, young age. So she, she decided to launch this um, this initiative. So it's it's really they are doing a really great job when it comes to mental supporting and mental health young people. But actually, I would I would add the speaking of mental health, um, we whenever like we still like whenever we think about mental health we'll, we go big like oh yeah. like severe mental illnesses or depression or suicide yeah. but actually these are just the these are the results of 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 everyday stress of everyday uh, like the everyday stress everyday anxiety and like people they are emotionally and mentally exhausted in their everyday life and the routine so the, to actually to support young people, I would say is is not only by providing uh, help when it comes to mental health directly, but there are many other ways. For example, when we see um, a lot of people, they try to create an environment for for young people either by uh, sport clubs, uh, youth centers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know by art, by um, I don't know. Uh, singing, dancing, volunteering, I don't know, actually, there are a lot of ways where they can, maybe they are not in spaces where they can open up directly about their personal issues, but actually it is a good um, kind of environment where they are expressing themselves in another languages, which is like art, which is doing what they love, their hobbies, their, I don't know, just talking with new people, exchanging ideas, there are actually a lot of ways that we can support young people with that it, it will be um, anxiety relief and, and stress-free kind of environment that it will help them to to just like um, to just like escape from the stress of every day and stuff and this is it's good because actually the um, it's, it's, it's about the accumulation of, of, of of stress and stuff that it lead to depression and and things like that. So I think if we support young with just like creating a stress free environment and no judgmental like environment, this this is this is a yeah. huge uh, this is a huge like support for for them too. But um, it would it's it's not it's not the perfect thing that we can or it's not the great scenario that we can afford to young people. I think if if there is an environment where they can open up directly, where like mental health will be more normalized, uh, especially like within their families and stuff, because we we see like a lot of young people they 
they are going through a lot of things but even their parents their close friends they don't know and they just like go sometimes they can talk to a stranger but not their close ones so we, it would be perfect if we get to to the point where like mental health is more normalized where you can open up about your your struggles uh, with your parents with your close friends directly this 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 would be great but till till this will be achieved for now there are a lot of ways that people they are expressing themselves with and trying to to relieve from everyday stress and, and all that yeah and that ties in quite nicely with covid19 and the effect that covid has had on the whole world so for instance over here in the uk i think one of the positives of covid19 is that people are more willing to open up and discuss anxiety and depression because a lot more people are suffering with anxiety and depression because particularly in the uk with all the lockdowns that we've had human beings are social beings and when you are cooped up in your house <clears throat> there's a level of depression and anxiety that can come into that in the sense of that you can't go and see your mates and play football in the park because that's not allowed you can't go to have a drink because that's not allowed um how has covid19 affected the moroccan people mariam yeah, actually, the, the COVID-19, it, it did, it, it made a huge crisis of mental health, the way it, it created a huge crisis of physical health as yeah. well, because actually, not only in Morocco, but I believe in the world, when you see like a lot of people, they lost their jobs, a lot of people, they lost yeah. their loved ones, uh, a lot of people, like it was, it was hard for all of us to, to adapt with new kind of conditions to new environment uh, things that were out of control like you just like all of a sudden you 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 found yourself like it's like in a prison just in your house you're not yeah. allowed to do a lot of things so it's it's, it's definitely it was hard for for all of us actually but yeah there are like some some people who could managed and you know manage their panic and everything but yeah, I see actually during during the pandemic and especially during the current time, um, a lot of uh, scenarios happened. Uh, they heard a lot of stories in Morocco actually, but suicide, um, especially like now that people, they, they spend like a lot of time together. For example, there is a, there, there was a, a lot of like violence inside like the, the houses inside between families, it, it really increased uh, as like the suicide cases, it increased up to, 300 percent compared to the previous years wow. which is really really crazy like yeah. when you think about it it's, it's huge it's, it's a lot of it's a huge problem actually that that it, that it happened but yeah this is this is actually one of the unfortunately the the, the results of, of covid um, that created as a crisis of mental health i mean that is just a crazy stat to even begin to try and get your head around um that the rate of suicide has gone up 300 uh, percent i mean <clears throat> that's just hard to comprehend i mean 
Yeah, um, I mean, in terms of statistics within Morocco regarding mental health, are there any stats that you have in terms of how many people, for example, suffer with a mental health problem in in Morocco? Yeah, basically, um, there was quite just let me so we can read from the the report of the Ministry of Health that one out of two Moroccans uh, is has like a mental uh, mental or psychological disorder, and one out of four has has depression. This is like according to an alarming report by wow. the Ministry of Health. Wow. It's, it's it's half population the the the. the they have like mental disorder, which is, which is a lot. And me personally, like I have the OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. Um, and how have you managed to cope with suffering with OCD, Mariam? Um, actually, uh, like thanks to the family support and, and that it was very like early diagnosis that I yeah. that I have OCD since I was like in primary school I think so I I grew up with it and I I, I got to manage and I know how how we can like uh, my family they know how to cope with it I do I know how to manage so it's it's good but it was really hard with society and especially like in school and stuff it was hard that like the teachers they don't understand what is it so they don't know how they can like treat you in a not in a special way, but at least just yeah. they can understand, so they can um, empathize with you. But it was really hard, and with society as well, it was really hard to understand. But but yeah, it's, it's for me like it's, um, it's quite uh, manageable. And has it been more difficult to manage during COVID, or has it been um, easier to manage the OCD? Actually, um, I uh, I heard a lot of like people like my some friends who have it too. Yeah. It, it just depends. It depends because, for example, for me, I don't have the the um, the uh, compulsive um, side of OCD a lot. I have like the obsessive with way way more. But some some like people who who just like to have OCD or even those who didn't have it they developed it during the COVID because they were like oh my god I should like clean my, my hands more because what if I got the yeah. virus they, they got more intrusive like tops um, it, it really was hard but for me like things that I I, I like thanks to, to therapy too I got to, to manage it properly okay and in terms of the support out there for people with mental health so we've obviously discussed about the youth but in morocco do you have mental health laws are there mental health hospitals are there community-based services that can offer treatment to people yeah actually there are um, there is a law that was made in uh, 1959 it was yeah. yeah, but so yeah, there was like the um, the legislation um, laws that was made in nineteen fifty nine, 
Yeah. Uh, it was like it, it it addresses the prevention of mental health, like uh, where mental illnesses and protection of, of the patients. And when it comes like to the hospitals, we we have like two famous ones, one in Casablanca, it's called Bershid Hospital. It was built in 1920 20, and it, it didn't like get operational till the 80s, I believe. Wow. And there is one in my city. It's called the Razi. It's, it's in my city, and uh, yeah, it's still um, a personal tomorrow. Okay, and I know from the previous discussions that we've had, um, the mental health laws are due to be reformed and improved in twenty twenty five. Uh, do we know what kind of improvements that the government are thinking of making to the mental health laws in Morocco? Actually, I don't really have information about that. Basically, we had a debate before with the um, with the with the minister about um, education and health in Morocco. But yeah. there is actually an action plan for twenty twenty five about health. It's uh, it's like going with the agenda of twenty thirteen that was set by the UN. Uh, but for Morocco, they make their own uh, agenda and their own action plan for twenty twenty five that they are willing to to develop and improve the health system and one of one of it is like the um, the mental health sector so for for their like actions what they are doing right now um we don't have like clear idea because yeah there are a lot of a lot of agreement there are a lot of things saying but in action we still yeah. don't really feel the change yet yeah, i'm sure like it's hard to feel the change within one year or two but just the work at least um yeah. i i i feel like recently they they did the um they they did a, a meeting about mental health in morocco and the system and everything i'm not sure what what they really decided recently but i think they are because of the scary new statistics uh, i think they start to to work on on all that but yeah, but I think actually there, as as I told you before, like nowadays we see a lot of NGOs who are making a lot of um, actions and a lot of work when it comes to mental health or any other problems, though, which is because we believe it's the, the government alone cannot do everything. And it's, it's hard. It's, this is a huge um, problem. It's a really huge problem that it's not easy to solve within a year or two it's it's a really huge problem that it's been for for years and it's gonna be especially now because of covid yeah the, the, the results and the outcomes of covid we still didn't really feel it because i believe next years we're gonna we're gonna really face the, the results that, that COVID have made to and influence to the mental health of people yeah i mean i know i've mentioned on previous episodes that once we're out the health pandemic i can foresee that there's going to be a mental health pandemic because people are having to get used to a new normal so to speak because i i don't see the world going back to how it was pre-covid and some people have got so used to staying indoors that there's that anxiety and I suppose fear to an extent of actually going out again. 
in terms of feeling safe to go out again. So I, I think there are going to be a lot of challenges once COVID is gone regarding mental health. And I feel that we should probably start planning for that now, if not earlier, to make sure that we prevent it from being as big as what it could and may become. And, and I mean, if you want to get mental health treatment in Morocco, do you have to purchase insurance in order to, to pay for the, the treatment? And do you have government-run hospitals and private hospitals, or, or is it more one than the other? Actually, it, it depends. Like there are in the um, in the public psychological hospitals, they are like affording everything. Like when it comes to medicine and the service and everything, uh, it's on the um, the state because it's it's a public kind of hospital. And there are as well like some clinical um, private services that you can go to. Uh, as there are like some some. Uh, private uh, where you can go and do like for for the therapy or to visit an expert either a psychiatric or or a psychoanalysis or something yeah okay and in terms of <clears throat> tackling the stigma of mental health in order to try and normalize the conversation what do you think that we could do globally in order to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a very good question because actually I believe that we human beings, we are like all at, at our core, we are all the same. Yeah. And we just should, should understand that if we try to listen to each other's effectively, Effectively, I'm saying because a lot of people they they present that you're they are listening to the others, but you should really like listen to them effectively and try to not judge them because actually nowadays if people they are not talking about their struggles and their mental health like downs and stuff, it's because they are scared that they're gonna be judged for and defined by by the mental illness. You, that people they're gonna define you by not who you are as a a human being but as a mental illness so they will maybe think that you're crazy or that you're gonna hurt them or whatever well it's not the case so if we 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 gonna like people they, they will get to the point that they will not be free that they're gonna be judged they will definitely be be open to to speak up about their their problems and if we like because we see a lot of problems now either like in the in the services of um, of mental health we see like people they are not with, with mental illnesses they are not treated with equality or with dignity yeah. and respect they are they are still left behind like you see people in industry and they have like they are they call them like crazy but do you really like know what they went through? You know their stories because we all have a story to tell when it comes to our mental health. We all like went through like ups and downs. We all like have our struggles and, and a lot of things. So if like you, we, we will like start to see that people with, with mental illnesses, they, they, they are treated well, they, they've been taken care of. And just, just, just they are 
just like everyone else not to exclude them from from the society and listen to them listen to their stories try to help them then they will really this will encourage a lot of people to, to speak up to open up about their problems yeah. and and take the taboo out of, of something that it affects us all mental health we we only can can get into depression in in a certain moment we all like gonna i don't know feel anxious in our days and yeah. stress and stuff so this is something that it affects us all so why, why would we consider it as a towel so if like we start to to really listen to people and we start to open up about this this kind of problem talk about mental health freely and openly this 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 will definitely break the stigma and and break all the stereotypes about about this Absolutely. Um, and I also feel that there needs to be more education around mental health. So I've been a very recent advocate of having age appropriate materials in primary schools, teaching them about mental health and the power of language, i.e. the do's and don'ts of what you say to individuals suffering with anxiety or depression, for instance, because it's far easier to change a young person's mindset than it is to change an older person's mindset, which is already fixed because they've grown up with those beliefs for a number of years. And then hopefully when they reach... 16 17 18 early 20s they'll have a better understanding of how to approach mental health how to uh, ask someone if they're okay True. And how to talk their feelings and their emotions yeah this is very very important actually this is this is why we we started mental health school in morocco in the first place we wanted wanted it to be like a school like because yeah. we, we 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 noticed like in our school systems we've never learned how to take care of our mental health we've never yeah. ever like studied about mental health properly we just like yeah. they highlight the, the physical health the physical illnesses but we've never heard about a lot of mental illnesses no. it's 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 a shame it's unfortunately that we don't have this culture of teaching like kids that they should prioritize their mental health take care of it especially like teenagers they go through a lot of things a lot of like problems either from relationships and the, the stress of study overthinking about their future decisions that should be taken a lot of things but unfortunately this these are the things that you will never study about you will never no, no one will, will teach you that you will you will learn it the hard way yourself yeah. so unfortunately like if it was like a shirt cat it's not even like shirt just a talkie something that that will guide the kids and teenagers young people even their parents even the teachers because actually even like teachers when they notice like let's say a very energetic kid maybe they have like adhd and they they be like oh this this kid is very like energetic like they, they start like blaming the kid like if, yeah. if they if they are really knowledgeable about such thing and educated about mental health how to how to cope with a special you know, talented young young people this this will definitely help a lot help really really a lot because 
it's this is the core problem that it's from very early age people with either like young people or people like when they are stressed they don't know how to how to manage it they don't know how and others they don't know how to cope with them even Absolutely. like their parents everyone yeah uh, absolutely, and I I also feel that the media has a part to play and influencers because they have a lot of followers and be on TikTok, tick TikTok no, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that that new craze. That's so that, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so dangerous. Like and then you've got Instagram. Oh where you have a lot of influencers, where they have a lot of followers, if they started talking about mental health in a positive way and the media portrayed it in a positive way and films portrayed it in a positive way, you would probably find that you would slowly but surely break those barriers down. Yeah, but actually... Um... The, the social media uh, nowadays it have a very like bad influence on, on young people's mental health actually yeah. mm-hmm. because uh, they see they, they they try to show you only like the perfect side of the elect you are not gonna talk yeah. even these influencers or whatever they call them they are not gonna like open up and be like oh guys like i have this illness and stuff they are still not open about such thing and this is this is a huge problem like People they start to compare themselves to these like celebrities and these people on Instagram and TikTok and stuff. People are like, oh, their life is perfect. They don't have this problem, blah blah. Yeah. And this is this is a huge problem. This is a, a huge problem because if like it, it's supposed like they use social media just to 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 relax, to chill from the uh, to the days the routine and the day stress and anxiety. They go to Instagram to feel happy to to see something funny, and then they 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 get to to the point where they can't they, they they start comparing themselves to the other people they start like to to underestimate their life they be like oh you know they, they get depressed they can get uh, i don't know so this this actually it, it really made made a very it ruins the, the 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 mental health of young people but if we use it in a good way and we use these influencers the, the image and they can like talk it's okay to have like an illness it's okay like you just need to seek help and ask for or like your, your your friends how they are really feeling because a lot of people they ask you how are you but they, we, let's be honest we don't really mean it sometimes it's just like something that yeah. we, we, we usually like saying so if these people they start to advocate for mental health too this this is going to be amazing actually movement but for now it's 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 not. It's it's really bad, and it it influences young people in a very bad way. And actually, social media, it has always like these two sides. It can ruin yeah. your your mental health as it can as it can be good for you. Because um, in Morocco, I believe we have great and talented young people actually, uh, either like in different uh, fields, in different domains, either in science, in art, uh, I don't know, in a lot of Thinks they are really talented, but they just need uh, someone to 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 guide them, someone like to to really to boast their their creativity and their talent, so that they can uh, they, they this this will help them a lot to to, to be healthy and, and and happy. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, social media is, like you say, it's got two sides to it. And it's making sure that we get the best side of social media used in order to highlight this conversation, which has been the white elephant in the room for years. And as you've said, it is still kind of a taboo subject, which in in the year 2021, it should not be a taboo subject. It should be something that we should feel confident enough and able enough to speak about because it's not a weakness because if you if you can acknowledge it then that's a positive and it needs to be thought of more in a positive light than as a negative and a weakness if we're going to finally reduce the stigma surrounding mental health Actually, for example, there are a lot of um, events that you can find in, in, in like just social media talking about, I don't know, talking about a lot of different topics and interesting things. So you can use like the, 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 the social media for, for something that will really benefit you and yeah. make you feel better. And if there are a lot of good contents, there are a lot of people who are creating content and trying to to like help young people and stuff and so if you are like you see yourself following someone who are sharing with you like you, you start to compare yourself with or they, they have no good content for you or they just like make you feel horrible or depressed you can just unfollow and try to to go for something that it's that it's really gonna be good for you and make you feel better that's that's the kind of content that it's that we are looking for nowadays but yeah yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. And to finish, I always like to finish on a light-hearted question. And that question is, what would your dream job be and why? My dream job? Yeah, and that could include anything. And I've had some quite wild and out there answers to this question. Yeah, because actually now we're just like speaking about something that we would like to advocate for. We we don't necessarily want to be in the, the, the industry or in this field because I've actually I've never thought about getting into the mental health kind of um, work or anything that it's related to it. it just came just came like that. So yeah. um, I, I do I study computer science. So wow. maybe like for for like what is what it's maybe it's designed to be maybe a data scientist but but that was not that that's not my, my dream job actually my my dream job as a child was to be an architect and oh. so it's, it's really far from both of these <laughs> so yeah it was it was definitely i wanted to be a, an architect wow. but I, I i i i'm not studying architecture now uh, so yeah that, that that was a dream maybe maybe i will change the <laughs> but now um, I'm sticking to computers like it's fun <laughs> wow and in re- 
regards to mental health laws and the legislation in Morocco, what further information would you be able to say about that, Mariam? Um, for the laws of mental health, like the, the principal law is the, it's called the Dahir of 1959, uh, which it addresses the prevention of mental illnesses and the protection of, of the patients. It's basically, this is like the, the latest mental health legislation, but even though it's, it's pretty old, but its articles are very well formulated and were examined by the WHO experts in 1998. And the uh, and some they would like some some um, some reviews they would be uh, done in the future and the the main aim of the legislation is to guarantee that the prime mission of mental uh, institutions is treating the patients while protecting their rights and their property during their period of illness. So yeah, this is this is pretty much it. And this this law would also like achieve the. Um, uh, the it it is set to create the central service of mental health and degenerative diseases and mental health committee, organized mental institutions and other psychiatric services in in Morocco. Okay, and if people after they've listened to this want to get in touch with you, Mariam, how are the best ways for them to get in touch with you? To get in touch with me, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. It is like via my email address or via LinkedIn. Okay, that's great. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on as a guest, and I'm sure the listeners would have taken some very insightful comments um, about how to tackle the stigma of mental health globally. Um, and again, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Mariam. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Stevie, for having me. I really enjoyed it. And that concludes today's episode with Mariam Bamu discussing all things mental health within Morocco. Please feel free to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode. And also like the Legal Wolf Instagram and LinkedIn pages to stay right up to date with the latest content being released. Thank you.